recording this next episode on pulayar chaturthi so that song was tribute to the lord i have with me ma yeah thank you that was a good rendition by the oh, way oh thank you this uh, song by tyagaraj swami is set to saurashtra ragam and this raga has a very uh, auspicious feel to it you know the mangalam song is also set to saurashtra yes right? this is one of the handful of uh, mangala ragas that we have right this along with madhyamavati right. and uh, sri ragam and suruti right and then uh, it's so apt for uh, ganpati because he is everything mangalam you know when we were yesterday we were talking about stories around songs and then i started reading up on this song and you know what struck me ma about the song it's a very joyful song tyagaraja's krutis either there is this longing there is this uh, spiritual conflict in him or a spiritual quest mm. but we have this song which is so earthy you know here he is talking about nartana ganapati that is a dancing ganesha right so he is invoking the lord who is just dancing the entire song just evokes joy you know mm. so he says as per the song he says uh, ganesha was who, uh, who is so happy with all the uh, worship is god including worship from the gods right. and then of course from the mortals and then all the prasads that he has had and then he is very uh, merry and then he puts his feet down on earth and then he is dancing so then i was thinking you no know, so tyagaraja could go from a very inward looking reflective you know devotional mood to something like this which is very joyous right and not just joyous i think he to me epitomizes what we might refer to as the joie de vivre you know the joy of life yeah yeah yes it is all couched in the language of devotion but through that it is not too difficult to see what he is all about yeah so this is just the vehicle right devotion is a vehicle because uh, our music has that as the main foundation yes right? everything goes through devotion true true in a sense narastuti is not encouraged So yeah. you have to sing about something very lofty but uh, once you go into the music then it becomes difficult for you not to acknowledge what uh, seems to me to be the fact that this is an amazing intellect yes absolutely in fact uh, the point you mentioned about narastuti that uh, brings me to another uh, story around tyagaraj swami so you know because when i read up i started reading more stories so I, stories are so interesting right around yeah. these composers according to one story uh, tyagaraja's uh, guru sonti venkata ramanayya uh, informed the king of tanjore you know about uh, tyagaraja's uh, genius in his musical uh, talent and the king of tanjore then who was he was also known to be a patron of arts yes and tanjore was then a cultural hub then right yeah. he sent an invitation to tyagaraj swami to come and perform in the court and tyagaraj swami apparently uh, refused the invitation saying uh, you know to the effect that i'm not interested in these sort of uh, uh, material adulation or wealth and mm-hmm. then it is said that he composed the kriti 
Nidhi Chala Sukhama on this occasion. The meaning of the song goes that uh, what is this material wealth compared to the spiritual richness that one can gain through yeah. continuous uh, quest of the Lord or the Almighty or the Supreme Force. Yes. So, you know, that also uh, interestingly points to Tyagaraja Swami's uh, very independent personality and uh, spirit, right? I mean, one would expect uh, musicians and composers to go with the flow and pay their tribute to the king. But here was this uh, composer who said, no, nothing doing. I'm happy where I am. So that's, I think, a very interesting uh, Yes, aspect. of course. We take all these stories with uh, maybe a pinch of, of sauce. But it does point us in a certain direction. But if you look at uh, Tyagaraja's compositions, actually you get uh, a good idea of his view of society and all that. We talk about how the dasas, especially Purandara Dasa, he had one eye on society. So he made social yes. commentary through yes. his songs. yes. So they were all mendicant saints yeah. who went around singing about whatever they saw yeah. and then doing it almost as social commentary. Yeah. In Tyagaraja, we see the overwhelming presence of devotion everywhere. It is almost always a one-to-one between Tyagaraja and Rama. Right. It's a very free relationship. Tyagaraja does not see himself as, you know, a supplicant. Yeah, sometimes yeah. he fights with him. He says, yeah. so what do you think you're doing? Yeah. You know? So it's a conversation that goes on. And in the middle of it, he also makes social commentary. Whether you agree with it or not is a different issue altogether. Of course. Yeah. But the point is that uh, these stories bring out these... True, uh, true, yeah. They don't give you something to think about. Also, another thing maybe to point out is that we only have these stories to go by. Overwhelming. Exactly. We have very little, by the way, of uh, documentary evidence. And we're not talking about something that happened centuries ago. Yeah, Tyagaraja died very, very recently, frankly actually, speaking. Yeah, yeah so it was only 1847, that's true, when he died. True. We have an approach to life where all experiences are stories to be handed down. Yeah. And we have almost never had a written tradition. We've always had yeah. an oral tradition. In which case, this is very likely to happen. Yeah. You know, everything will be converted into stories made suitable to be passed on orally. Now that reminds me, there's another story of, of course, there are lots of stories around Tyagaraja. This has to do with this very, very famous uh, Pancharatna Kriti, Entaro Mahanubhavalu. It is said that Tyagaraja composed this Kriti when uh, this uh, famous musician from Kerala, Shatkala Govinda Maharaj, visited him. And uh, Tyagaraja was so uh, taken up by the performance that uh, he wrote the song as a tribute to all great men, you know, all great people who have achieved something. You talk about stories. There are so many stories around the whole trinity then, you know. For instance, Muttuswami Dikshita. Speaking of Ganapati and Muttuswami Dikshita, since we began on that note, it is said that uh, Muttuswami Dikshita composed around 26 to 27 songs on Ganesha himself. Yes. And uh, particularly interesting here is the Shodasha Ganapati series, you know. Mm. Apparently, those compositions are based on the 16 forms of Ganapati. And apparently, these are found in the uh, Thiruvaru temple. Again, like with many stories, you know, stories are half fact very often and uh, they build from facts or build from impressions. Here again, documentary evidence uh, seems to suggest that not all of these Shodasha Ganapati Kritis that we refer to are based on that temple. Many of them have been shown to have been composed on other Ganapati deities in other temples. 
Speaking of Ganpati, the most famous Dikshitakriti on Ganpati, Vatapi Ganpati, there's another interesting story that I stumbled on. So as per the story, the commander-in-chief of the Pallava king Narasimha Varman one, apparently when he went to Vatapi, he found this Ganesha idol which he brought back. It was one of the war booty and mm. Dikshitar is supposed to have been inspired by that and composed this song. Right. Maybe we should listen to a bit of Vatapi Ganpati? Yeah, sure. So I don't think there's anyone who hasn't heard this song, but yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> and Dikshitar, many or rather most of his compositions were composed on particular deities in particular temples. His songs are very rich in detail about these deities and temples. Very elaborate and very elaborate descriptions. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but unlike Tyagraja, Dikshitar's kritis are more uh, descriptive, physical descriptions based, right? Whereas Tyagaraja is more about feelings and... Uh, yes, yes, yes. You know? Tyagaraja, like, like uh, I said, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a dialogue with Rama, mostly. We know that Rama was uh, Tyagaraja's Devata, and his first composition that he ever is supposed to have composed was on Rama. This is Namo Namo Raghavaya. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple song, it's a very beautiful song also. And it's not very popular. Among Tyagaraja Kritis, this is not very often sung. Maybe we can have a little bit of that. Yeah, Yeah. 
How old was Tyagaraja when he composed this song? He is said to have been just 13 or so. Wow. And uh, incidentally, Muthuswami Dikshita's first composition, which was Sri Nathadi Guru Guho, is also on his sister Devata. Is Lord Subramanya. Subramanya, yeah. So there is that commonality. And uh, there's something very interesting about Sri Nathadi Guru Guho. This was his first composition and it is in Maya Malavagola. Maya Malavagola, of course, is the raga that we learn all our lessons in. Right from, yeah, right from Sarigama Padanisa onwards. All the lessons are uh, in Maya Malavagola. This composition is in Maya Malavagola, but there is much more uh, interesting stuff that is there in this composition. For instance, if you take the Pallavi, let's just first play song. this Pallavi. Sure. Guru Gonka Jayati Jayati Shri Guru Gonka Jayati Jayati you noticed the pallavi starts at the lower sa yes, right yes. sri nathadi guru guho jayati jayati is the pallavi it starts at the lower sa goes through the entire saptaswaras goes to the higher sa and then comes back to the lower sa so it is like the arohanam avrohanam of maya mala <laughs> not just that if you go back and listen to the song then you realize that the way the syllables have been arranged it goes through three columns wow like we learn like we learn we learn everything all the lessons in three columns in the pallavi itself you have the arohanam avrohanam going right up it's going completely in sequence sare ga ma padanisa nidap magarisa right that is how the pallavi goes you are just singing the arohanam avrohanam in segments which reflect the three columns So that brings me to the third one at Trinity, Shama Shastri. When you're speaking of stories of Shama Shastri, one story goes that uh, this uh, musician from Bobbili called Kesavaya, he uh, challenged the Tanjavur court musicians in handling intricate talas. So Shama Shastri took up the challenge and then before that he meditated on the goddess. And uh, the result was the song Devi Brova Samayamite. So maybe we could hear a bit of that. Yeah, sure. devi brova samaya vidyam ati vegame vaji devi brova samaya vidyam ati vegame
So the rest of the story goes that after he composed the song, he went and sang in the court, and of course he defeated the challenger. You know, when you go back uh, to the forerunners of the Carnatic tradition, you know, much before the Trinity, especially Purandaradasa. Purandaradasa, uh, of course, has many famous kritis, very famous Jagadodarana. The story around this song is set in the temple Aprameya Swami Temple. It's in a village called Malur. One of the uh, deities in that temple is. Uh, baby krishna navanita krishna and the story goes that purandradasa was so enchanted by this uh, idol of krishna that he composed jagadodarana and he also persuaded the king then to build this temple right right All these composers had stories around uh, their uh, compositions and coming back to the Trinity's age and slightly later, you have Swadhi Trinal. And uh, when I was reading up on Swadhi Trinal, what I found even more interesting was the stories around uh, his uh, mentor and uncle, Irayaman Tambi, who himself has many uh, well-known compositions to his credit. Yeah. Right? The f- most famous one being... Omanathinkal Kitabo. Yeah, the yeah. Lalabi that was composed right. uh, on the request of Swadhi Trinal's mother, when Swati Tirnal was a baby. Right. Maybe you should hear it's such a beautiful song. Let's hear it. Yeah, it is sung in many different ragas now. Let's listen to one of these uh, renditions. Omana thingal kidavo nalla Omalathamarapuvo Poovil niranya maduvo You know, apparently this song was originally in Kurunji Ragam and later it, it was, you know, sung in Nilambari. There's another uh, padam that Irayaman Tambi composed. Mm, yeah. So the story goes that uh, Swadhyatinal had a fight with his consort and his consort was so uh, upset that she wanted to do something about it. She, she went to Irayaman Tambi and said, look, why don't you help me out? Okay. And he promptly composed the famous padam, uh, Prananadan Eniki Nalgiya. So let's hear that. Yeah, yeah, yes.
a beautiful song. When you talk about stories, there are so many stories around, and there are multitude of stories, especially about famous composers and yeah, the songs. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are plenty of stories. You might say there are stories and stories and stories. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, there are songs and yeah. songs and songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we mentioned in the beginning, very interesting things. You don't need to look at uh, whether these are factual or not. You take them as stories and... Uh, in a way, if you're performing or you're especially when you're singing that song, knowing that story sort of makes it more precisely personalized. It does happen, you know. It might, yeah. All right then, so we're signing off for now. And as we always say, if you have any queries or feedback to share or suggestions or ideas, please do mail to musicmusings at outlook.com. Okay, bye-bye.